The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up, friends? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman here. It is Wednesday, November the 8th. Cowboys getting ready for a matchup with the New York football giants. And it's hard to it's hard to kind of switch gears here a little bit. You've had a showdown game with Philadelphia. Obviously a disappointing loss. Uh, still, I think there were some positives to take from it. Not all. It's not a good loss for any callers that might think that, that that's what I'm saying. But I do think there's positives to take. And the schedule certainly gets to a point where you think the Cowboys could start winning some games. And it starts... This week against the Giants, which the weird part is, is that they beat them 40 to nothing in week one. And since then, I think the Giants are worse than they were as far as just health wise and just where, where, just how they're playing. That's what it looks like from afar. And I think the Cowboys, from their health standpoint, um, maybe a little bit better also in how, how things are, 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 you know, flowing a little bit more on offense, Dak playing better. Um, so, you know, now they did have some injuries since then, Leighton, Trayvon Diggs and all that, but, um, I still think the Cowboys, so the Cowboys seem to be in a little better shape than they were when they beat them 40 to nothing. The Giants are worse. Does that mean it's going to be more than 40 to nothing? No, it doesn't. It means it'll probably be a little closer the way this weird NFL works. Um, storylines, uh, for the team, the Cowboys have agreed to terms, probably going to sign today. Wide receiver Martavis Bryant, um, interesting move there he's going to be on the practice squad uh he's a guy that's uh you know big tall 6'4 200 pounder can run uh played but hadn't played in a long time uh his play has been like four or five years i believe he was with the steelers with the raiders he was on the suspension list for a while uh he's been in round in some other leagues cowboys did a workout gave him a shot and now, you know, he's on the practice squad. And you can do things like this when you have a practice squad of 16 players and, and you can call them up, um, you know, three times during the year so to elevate them during a game. So to me, this is a look-and-see type thing. They've done it before. They did it with uh, Tack McKinley, Antonio Callaway. So, you know, and those guys really didn't contribute or anything like that. So this is just a, a chance to see what Martavis Bryant does. It's not – you know anything on oh well they got to improve from Gallup or they don't like what Brandon Cooks do. I don't think it's anything like that I think it's let's just see if this guy's got anything left and if he does we'll you know see if he how he fits all right 888-855-2297 that is the phone number for us you can give us a call we have two on the line so we're going to start it right there Gary in New Mexico you're first off here hey Nick I got a quick trivia question for you oh here we go don't embarrass me that's an easy one Cowboys have had a franchise for, what, 60-plus years. Mm-hmm. How many times have they used their first-round pick on a quarterback? Okay. That's a good one. Do you have any other questions? Give it no, a comment. comment about today's Cowboys. But... Go for it. Go for it. And, and as you're talking, I might try to throw some in there. You can look it up. Yeah, that's an easy question. But I, the Cowboys are not as good as I thought they were when the season started. Okay. Why? Uh, yeah. And how so? Well, I, you know, the defense, you know, we just we get kind of ahead of ourselves a little bit, and we forget the fact that they're putting in some new things on offense. There's new players. There's transition. This thing is a process, and it takes time. 
And while they're not as good as I thought they were when the season started, I still think they can get there. And I think we need to be patient with this coaching staff. I think we need to be patient with this team because I am seeing improvement, and I'm seeing improvement on the offense. And I think when we play the Eagles December 10th, that's going to be for first place. I really do. Yeah. But with all of that said, and this is the this is the craziness of being a Cowboy fan, when I look at the line for this week's game, and Dallas is a 16-plus point favorite, that scares the heck out of me. It scares you to win the game or scares you to, to cover? or I have seen in my life as a Cowboys fan, I have seen them completely go flat in games. They should, they should win this game 50 to nothing. And, and that just scares me to death. So what are your thoughts about the next four weeks for yeah. this team moving forward? Well, and then before I let you go, um, I, I only can think of Aikman. I, I just I don't unless there was somebody in the sixties or Craig Morton or somebody. Craig I, Morton. It was Craig Morton. Craig Morton was the only other time they spent a first round pick on a quarterback. Okay. That was in nineteen sixty five. Sixty five. Okay. And I thought you were going to maybe throw out the Steve Walsh because he was a first round pick in you know from a supplemental draft, which ended up losing the first rounder. So they lost the first round pick. Correct. Yeah, you're technically correct. Yeah. He's been a first-round pick on Walsh in the supplemental. Yeah. yeah. So Aikman, kind of Walsh with an asterisk, but Craig Morton. Yeah, and, Craig, and remember, old Craig Morton, he took two teams to the Super sure. Bowl, took Dallas to their first one. Let's not forget about old Craig. And, before my time, but let's remember those legends that got us to where we're at. Well, and also, he's one of those guys, too, like, like Herschel Walker, he was one of those guys that was good enough to trade for some value, and they traded, I believe, in '75 to get Randy White. So yes, they did. They were able to. They yeah. got ten years out of him. Yeah, got a Super Bowl out of him, and then flipped him for a number one pick and got a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he now, pushed. That's, that's general managing right there. there. There you go. Yeah, a little different back in the day. They used to fleece teams all the time for their draft picks. I don't think everybody in the league valued draft picks the way the Cowboys did. So they were getting, you know, you, it was weird how they were always, they got two tall Jones, they got Tony Dorsett, they got Randy White. I mean, they were in the top five in the, in, the, in the 70s like three times, and they were making the playoffs every year. I mean, a little different yeah, than it was quick, now. Real quick story on that uh, for fans that may not be aware of the history. The Cowboys in 1973 traded Billy Parks and Tony Smith, mm. and that was the starting wide receiver from the year before and their first-round pick from two years before. They traded those two players to the Houston Oilers in exchange for a first and a third-round pick in the 74 draft, and they used those two picks to draft Danny White and Ed Tuttle Jones. Mm. I mean, so the Cowboys were way ahead of the game back sure. in the 70s as far as and they're good at that today. They're still good at drafting and developing players. Where they're not good is second contracts and things of that nature. But, yeah, yeah the Cowboys boys were just way ahead of the game back then. Definitely. All right. All right. Thanks, um, thanks for the call. Um, you talked a little bit about the next four weeks. I've said it. I said it yesterday. I said it today. I mean, I, I'm the Cowboys will be favored for these games that they should be able to win. Um, but at the same time, I think I would do every single game, every single day. I would just put a play from the Cardinals game. Just throw it out there, Cardinals game. And this just goes to show that yes, you can be better than this other team, but if you're not prepared to go and win the game, anybody can beat anybody. But the Giants, they're they're a mess right now. And and if the Cowboys go out and and just do 
anyone would think close to taking care of business, it should be an easy game, but they've got to do it. And it starts here on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Got to be prepared. If you're prepared, it should go out and they, they should win this game. All right. Dylan in Northport, Florida, you're next. Dylan, what's up? Hey, Nick. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? All right. Hey, I want to address uh, Rob from yesterday. Um, the call was something, but uh, before I do that, um, is there somewhere like that as we as callers and listeners can go to to chat with each other? Should we just use your guys' Twitter page there, the DC Storyline? Sure, do, go better? for it. And tell people to follow it. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting at like 700 followers. Let's go. Let's get that up. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, well, you he know the me thing. Going yesterday. Yeah. He, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I tried calling back in and, and I'm <laughs> like, you know, I got to talk to somebody about this because it's driving me crazy. And yeah. uh, that's where I landed. Well, was chat there. rooms can be <laughs> dangerous. Uh, we've, we've done it. We've, we've had that in the past and, and it didn't always work out. It wasn't always a football conversation. Um, so you, you can get kind of dicey when it comes to that, but, but yeah, we, we don't really, we don't really have that, uh, the message boards and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just feel free to use the, the, the storyline Twitter page. Go, go for it there. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that, that, you know, I I love I love when Rob calls. I really do. I I, I love because because he's got a, a different perspective than some people do, which is fine. And um, you know, and and I think he he looks at it differently. Like this was their chance to go do something, and they let it slip away, and it won't happen again. And I just disagree. I think it can happen again. Yeah, I mean exactly. And you know, Rob's a uh, he's a Cowboys Show Hall of Famer. I mean, I, he's what ten years? Five, I don't know how long he's been calling in, but it wow. seems like forever. You yeah. know, for all the shows. Yeah. So you know, much respect to him. But there's a lot of reasons to be excited about Dallas. I'm just going to go through a couple of them here real quick. All Maybe right. talk him off of a ledge. I, I don't know. But um, you know, since the Niners game. C.D. Lamb, 117 yards, 158 yards, 191 yards. He's got the highest catch percentage of any of the top 10 receivers in the league throughout the whole year. His performance is not a fluke. I know he mentioned the fluke yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's not a fluke. Brandon Aubrey is the most dependable kicker right now in football, maybe next to Justin Tucker. He's 19 for 19 in the season. One missed extra point on his first. That was a fluke, the the missed PAT. He's not a fluke. Turpin makes game-changing plays every single game in the return game. Kick returns, power returns. Now he's getting involved in the offense. Not a fluke. Dak Prescott, um, last three weeks, thrown eight touchdowns, one interception on a tip ball. Passer rating hasn't dipped below 109. And Dave Hellman, the, the legend, the absolute legend, as pointed out uh, yesterday, on third down this season, uh, all season long, Dak's completed 75.5% of his passes, averages 9.7 yards per attempt, Pass rating is 118.7. That's first in the league in all three of those categories. Dak's not a fluke. Uh, this Dallas defense is really good. Uh, tied for third in the league interceptions, first in defensive touchdowns. They've got Micah. They've got the rising star in Bland, two of the top uh, defenders in the league. They have a top five passing defense. They're just outside the top ten in rushing defense. They're ranked 11. If you told me before the season started, they'd have a top five pass defense and a nearly a top 10 rush defense. They were ranked 20 to, uh, 22nd last year in rush defense. I'm taking that absolutely all day, which the rush defense was kind of surprising because I didn't think they were as good as they are in rush defense, but the numbers indicate they are. And then the last thing, you know, when you look at the schedule, the next four games for the Cowboys, super winnable games, and they go play the Eagles. So if they end up winning the next four games, the Eagles got to go play after this bye week, the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers. They're losing one of those games. I'd bet my house on it. That is a grueling schedule. And then after that, they got to come to Dallas and play the Cowboys. I don't like their chances there. And I, 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 you said well, yesterday that the Cowboys are going to win the next five straight, including the, the Eagles game, and I agree with you. So my dude, Rob, take his Xanax. 
enjoy the roller coaster ride. And uh, as Ambar always says, man, let's freaking go. <laughs> All right. Um, good stuff. Thanks, Dylan. And a lot of positive things, a lot of things to be positive about. But uh, let me just say this from, from, you know, just playing from the other side of the coin. All of those stats, all the rankings, you know, all the players they have, the guys that are doing this and this, and then and then going into the next five games, the schedule and all that. I think I think from the skeptical point of view is, does any of the things you said make me feel better about them playing at San Francisco or at Philly? All of the things that you, you know, rankings, all this, these are good stuff, and and these are things that can get them there. But I think from if the other side of it, other fans that that will will be more upset because they're like, that's great, all these numbers are great, but they're not letting us beat these games. Can we win those games? And that's why it makes it kind of tough for this job because when you're sitting here, and you're like, you want to talk about the Giants game and focus on that kind of stuff, and then and, but then it's like, well, well, how do we win in the playoffs and all this stuff? How do they get there? Yeah, that great win, good job, but can they win in the playoffs? And so that's. That's you can't get there until you get there, but um, you know that's what, that's what makes it fun. It's frustrating at the same time because Dylan, you you've laid out a bunch of points and a lot of reasons of why the Cowboys should be able to put themselves in that great position. But you're talking to fans that only care about that position and when they get there. They don't really care about the journey that it takes to get to Disney World. They just want to be on Epcot. They just want to ride the rides. But it's going to take a lot of driving, a lot of you know hotels, all these things. You got to get there, and that's where the Cowboys are. They got to, the journey is still going here. All right, let's go to a text question here um, from Jack in Pennsylvania. This week could be a way to really tighten some things up against a weaker opponent. What are some things you would like to see the team focus on being better at this game? I bet people can say this with me in unison here: Run the football. Run the ball. That's what they need to do. That's what I'd like to see them do. I'd like to see them run the ball. I want to see Tony Pollard get in there, get, get you know, make some plays, a little bit of balance. How about get inside that 10-yard line and run the ball in? The only time that that's really happened this year has been against the Giants. And they've traded away Leonard Williams since then. But, you know, they, they did have a couple of rushing touchdowns to Pollard. I looked this up yesterday. I didn't realize Pollard had not scored a rushing touchdown since then. Since that since that game, he scored two against the Giants. Your fantasy owners are like, "Yes, I got Tony Pollard." That's what I thought, and they hadn't scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown since then. All right, Curtis in Oklahoma is next. Curtis, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Excellent, Nick. How are you? Great. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you talked about uh, the journey. Um, I really think that if we can stay healthy, especially at certain positions, um, you know, we're definitely going to be battle tested. Uh, we'll see all the contenders. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I really think that a game like Sunday, where you had a lot of adversity, uh, you fought your way back, but it still leaves you hungry, uh, is going to bode well for our team. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, in that game that kind of went to the point you just mentioned, too, about the running game uh, that I didn't hear a lot of people talk about was going three and out on our first drive and just running two 
runs first and second down up the middle. Mm. Um, I would like to see them be more creative on that first drive on the first and second down. Uh, get, I would still like to get uh, Rico Daddle uh, the ball to start the first couple possessions um, and then bring in Tony Pollard or even some jet sweeps. And I've also said before, too, uh, you know, give Dak a read option or draw him up a run uh, on that first series uh, to let the defense know that they, that's something they could see all day. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I, you know, and thanks for the call, Curtis. I mean, that's that's good thinking. That's good, you know, coming trying to come up with some solutions here. Um, you can kind of take that one of two ways. You know, that that first drive looked kind of bad. You know, the way they just kind of ran the ball and one one, you know, run run pass punt. Um, you know, the coaches will argue that 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 helped set up some other plays. You know, I think I think it's important to establish to a team that you're going to run the football. And, and that you're not going to be scared of them. And whether or not you should be, I think it's important to do that. Just to, just to get all of your plays in the playbook. All the play actions, all the waggles, boots, all that stuff. The, the RPO, if it's not ever going to be an option, then you can't do run-pass option if it's never one or the other. You know, So I do think that, that there's a mindset of trying to see see what we've got. You know, see see if our guys can do this. I mean, all week long, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, they're probably like, yeah, we got this. Run the ball. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to. You have to psych yourself up and do that. And you run a couple times, and you're like, okay, because it's probably not – we're not going to be doing this all day. Now, as the game wore on, they they had, they had some success. You know, Pollard popped a couple of runs uh, there. Not not a lot, but but some. And I think you just got to keep people honest, and so that's that's part of it. Um, yeah, but first first drive of the game, you know, you you, you want to send a different type of message where you go and score. So that's I, I kind of am more of the approach of let's let's call the plays that are going to go down here and, and 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 you think are going to work, and let's go. You know, let's don't send that message. Let's go send a message that says seven to nothing. That one would probably work out better. All right, Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie is what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Nick, I, I, I got to tell you, I got to apologize. I've been calling, and ever since I call, I always get into my, try to get into my questions just so I can get out quick. But I wanted to tell you, man, I, I've been watching you since the Cowboys break, and I actually enjoyed when you were last week and the week before hanging with the boys. It, it, that, that seemed like that environment. It was pretty it – was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I enjoy I, that I, show. I, I enjoy that show, especially yeah. on Friday when they're really just kind of cutting loose. They've said what they're going to say. They're having fun. They're I mean, like that every, they're like that every. Is that every day? Yeah, I mean, um, they're like that every day. I tell you what, they're they're a producer's nightmare because you got to keep your hand on the on the button there to make sure that nothing is said that you that doesn't need to go out there and. Oh man, it's a it's a different mentality though. I love it though. I love it. I've made it two Fridays in a row when Kurt Daniels is out. So I'm gonna be peeking around and go, Kurt, you out this week? I'm gonna, I might try to join him again. Yeah, man, it, it's it's fun watching you in these shows and uh, uh, all the other shows. Cowboys break, uh, Players Lounge. These guys are just fun. I love listening to your opinion, Nate Newton, yeah. and some of you guys because. One of the things that is like I know you guys are fans also. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I enjoy your honesty because that's the one. That's the reason I keep on calling because you're very honest upfront. You see the same things we see. You get upset like we get upset, 
and all that stuff. So I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't want to take Thank too much you. time because I know you got other callers. So well, I just want to tell you I appreciate you and 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 most of you guys. Uh, um, that little guy, uh, he's got his own show. Every once in a while, he gets on my nerves because he he he's such a. Listen, we love the Cowboys. But you got to see it from both both points of views, and and that's what you do, and, and some of you other guys. Who are we you know talking who about? I mean? Mickey, Mickey, uh. Mickey could get on your nerves every once in a while. That's why I miss Rob with Mickey, because Mickey will bring him down. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Rob, yeah, Rob and Mickey, and man, that was that was fun. Yeah, for that sure. That was fun. That was fun. Because yeah. Rob would see our point of view. You yeah. Know what I'm saying, like you. Well, everybody. So, uh, that's, that's what I was just calling for. I enjoyed the show, and and, and I'll call some other time. That's I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Ronnie. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, everybody's kind of, you know, everybody here has their own agenda. And I don't mean to say that in a bad way. That That's not a bad word. I mean, but but they kind of, you know, they, they're all in different places here. That, we have a lot of lot of voices here in, in, on these podcasts. And, you know, some of them work for the team. Some of them do not. And, and that can make it easier or harder to, to, you know, express your opinions at times, but, and different types of fans and that, and that, you know, fans can relate to different people. You know, they, they relate to, to, to ones that are just like, Hey, I, you know, it, it's either black or white, you know, moral victories, all that kind of stuff. There's some that are like, you know, just really frustrated fans. I think some people can relate to, to different different types of people so and and i miss you know i miss the show i miss you know being on um the break uh you know at times miss being on with different people you know getting a chance to talk to other people but that's why i love the callers because because you know i get a chance to talk to you guys and so that's that that's kind of makes up for it as well but yeah we have great great banter every time i get a chance to go do that you know i i like filling in for for somebody and and getting here and, and mixing it up for sure all right uh next yes yes Let's do this. Rob from Vegas. <laughs> hey Nick. You I mean, what's up man? You're you're um I I I say this and I say this with and there's no sarcasm at all. When you call, I get excited. I get excited cuz I know that you're going to bring it, you're going to challenge me and and I and I like it and you're going to bring a perspective that that not everybody has, but what well, we need it. So let's go. What do you, you know, got? What do you got? So my listen I'm a huge Cowboys fan. 56, I've probably been 50 years. When I look at a game during the game, you and I'm sure a lot of people do this, you know, like, okay, this is, I always yell, you know, it's a big event at the house for three hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife, everybody, we throw the football around. And I always will say, this is a big play. And it could be the first quarter, it could be the second quarter, but you just know that this could change the way the whole game would go. And that's how I felt about the loss. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Cowboys could play good and beat Philly? Absolutely. I thought they were going to beat Philly in Philly, and mm-hmm. I and I know they could win in Dallas. But I just it bothered me that we keep hearing about this team, they're this, that, and I don't. I don't want to see them waste Dak like they wasted Tony Romo. And I see this by the time Tony Romo had a team, a full team. He was beaten down, and then Dak came in, and now Dak is playing great. You know me; I criticize Dak, yeah. But but they've they they opened it up, and Dak's playing great. My only concern is what I kind of said yesterday: he is seven and sixteen when he throws the ball more than forty times. So I don't want to see that because I know usually what the result is, and I enjoy the week by week. But yes, I'm always looking forward. 
because you know who the top dogs are. You know yeah. Philly, unfortunately, who I despise, <laughs> and and San Francisco. You know you ha- so you 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 got totally annihilated by the four guys. Okay, and I thought okay they're gonna they're gonna make it up. They're gonna they're gonna be Philly, and they had it. They had it, and they they choked it away. They whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And and it just it just bothered me because I know that's going to affect us. Uh, the Arizona game, we all know that's going to come back to haunt us. Um, but I love the fans. I love yeah. the answers. I I just love it. I love everybody's point of view. My point of view is I. It's not that I'm negative. I I love the team, but I already know what the good is. We know what the good is. We need to fix the two glaring things on this team is. Unfortunately, we cannot run, and we can't stop the run. And unfortunately, that never works. That never works. In any league, in any any era of football, (laughs) if you can't run and you can't stop the run, you're not going to win. Unless you have Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes or a John Elway, unless you've got that kind of quarterback that could make up the difference, which we don't. I think that's top ten, wherever you want to put them. And that's the only thing. And I and I, I just want this team to say, I know they're going to beat the Giants unless something catastrophic happens. They own the Giants, and now the Giants are down to the water boy playing quarterback. Yep. So <laughs> so I'm not worried about those games. But but it's these big games. We all know I'm not penciling anybody in for the playoffs. No. But to me, the playoffs, if we don't get hurt, I, I assume we're going to be there. But I want more. Rob, you know? I get it. I get it. I got a question for you. Sure. What what's the dish on on game day? What what do we? Is, I mean, we mix it up. What on a big game like last week, Philly? What what do we? Honestly, yeah. honestly, I, I I won't eat. I, <laughs> I I don't eat unless fair. Unless I, I totally get. Time. <laughs> I totally so, get this. You know, in Vegas, the games come on like the early morning game is ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay. So I'll be I'll be having a cup of coffee and then I get all jacked up and then yeah. Go. And then, but most of the games are one thirty okay. in Vegas. Okay. And I won't eat till halftime. And if it's a night game, I'll you know I'll have a couple of beers. We watch the game, but there we no, go. there's no eating. There's throwing the football around. A lot of cursing, unfortunately. But yeah. there's no there's no eating. Yeah, all right. They, I, the rest I, of the group they eat, but no. I, I feel that a one hundred percent. Thank you for the call, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, I know you'll be calling back. Uh, love to hear from. Him. All right, Brian in Pennsylvania, Brian. You've been dealing. Hey, how, you how are you? Are you dealing with with knuckleheads that you work with, deal with, live next to? I mean, what what do we got here? Oh, you know, just a lot of smiling and nodding. So yeah, you know, I mean, you won. There's really. We'll see you in a month. Nothing we can say to you in a month. You know, yeah. see if it's the same. Good, yeah. good luck to your quarterback, and may his health stay the same. Right. But. Uh, I had yeah. a question for you. I was yeah. looking back and like all these uh, games that are coming up that are going to be competitive but you know winnable games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at every phase, uh, something we could do better, or one player at every position or at every uh, phase and coaching. Okay. And I wanted to kind of give it to you and see if you thought that there'd be a different player that could like drastically improve the performance of the whole team. So offense, offense, defense. Okay. Tyler Biotish. Okay. If he stepped up his game, like that would change the whole look of the run in the past game. Defense, it's Damone Clark because I think we're kind of still no one has solidified that Leighton Vander Esch like center of the field linebacker position. You know, yeah. 
Um, for special teams, I really don't know. Yeah, good luck with that. Sam I mean, Williams as a gunner is just a beast, and Devontae Turpin's breaking loose, so that's fine. Yeah, I, I guess there should be – I don't know who else you could say could step up their game to make that I, look a little better. I'll say this, and I don't I don't know um, – well, actually, I, I have an answer for you, but go ahead. You, you want yeah. to do one and more for, for coaching? coaching? Yeah. The coaching aspect I want is for all the talent we have and all the ways that this offense and defense is supposed to work, I want whenever a team shows a weakness for that unit to exploit that weakness and make them have to do something. Because I've never seen us do that in a game where a team shows us something and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, and we just attack it to death. Like with the Eagles when uh, their cornerbacks were going down, we should have just been slinging the ball to whoever, you know? Because yeah. we have playmakers, and if you have a third or fourth string guy on CD or Gallup, even though Gallup has problems, I would rather throw the ball up to Michael Gallup on a number five cornerback than, you know, and lose that way than these dink and dunk five and six yard passes until the playmakers get back on the field, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll hang up and I'll uh, get your thoughts on it. All right. Um, good, good stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tyler Biotish at center. Yeah, that, that's, that's where it all starts. And, you know, if you wonder why some teams do the tush push better than others, to me it comes down to center. I mean, that's that Jason Kelsey is the best center in football, so that that that's the reason where it starts there with um, with the Eagles. Um, you know, I think he's he's really good at that. I don't know how intimidating he is when he's screaming at Damone Clark through a face mask, uh, but I think as a center and as a as a you know, lead guy, he's really good. And I think Biadish, you know, it's where it kind of starts. He's played well, but but I, yeah, if he was if he was better, if that interior line was better, they could kind of move the ball in the red zone. That that kind of affects that. Damone Clark, he's leading the team in tackles. He just. He, just wouldn't know it. I mean, like nothing against him. There's just not a lot of wild plays. He's making plays. He's making tackles. But um, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more out, out of him. I don't know if that would be my guy there. Um, I mean, I, I think Gilmore and Bland have played well, but you need them to play even better. But I'll say this: the safeties aren't doing anything for me. Like I just don't see anything happening out of Curse and Hooker and Don uh, Wilson. I mean. It's not really a three-headed monster right now. I mean, they're, they're, that's not—they're not making those type of wild plays. So that would be one for me. Special teams, whoever it is, and I know it's been Sean Wright at times. Whoever, I mean, I know a couple times, but don't hold on a punt. Don't hold. We—I mean, as great as it would be for Turpin to, to make a big play, it's worse when he when he catches the ball at the twenty and you've had a holding penalty in, at, when the kick was in the air and now the ball's back at the ten. We, you don't need to do that. And you certainly don't need to have a hands-to-the-face penalty like Rashawn Evans had on a kickoff. Aubrey leads the league in touchbacks. It's going to probably be a touchback. There's no reason to be punching anyone or getting a helmet and hands-to-the-face penalty. That's ridiculous there. Coaching, they all need to be better there. I mean, I mean, like that's you can, you're not just going to pick one thing. They all they all could be a little bit better. So I I, I wouldn't want to go with one. Let me go one more caller before we go to break. This is Chain in North Carolina. Is that right, Chain? Yes, sir. Shane. Yes, sir. Oh, Shane. Okay. Come on, Beam. Shane. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> What's I up, man? You guys were for, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not much. I seen you guys were asking for the uh, most random Cowboys player of all time. So oh I yeah. Have my I tweeted yet. that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna do that after the break, but yeah, g- give us a start. Who's yours? Uh, Mike Quinn, quarterback. Mike Quinn. 
quarterback uh, from 99 to a 98, nice. I think. He played three games for us in 98. What college? Uh, Stephen F. Austin. Boom. Lumberjacks. There you go. Mike Quinn's a good answer because if you're ever going, having to go through the alphabet, oh, do we have a player with the A, B, C? What about you, <laughs> Mike Quinn? Definitely. That's right. That's right. Good one. Didn't, yes, sir. Uh, you got any other question or comment? Uh, I just want to say, uh, how about them Cowboys? Let's go, man. Love it. I love it. Take Thank care. you for the call. I mean, that's where this show is. This show has turned a corner Right now, today, because I had a caller that called in that just wanted to say Mike Quinn. That's it. That's the show. This is the show that, that we created, and it can't get much better than that. I'm going to go to break right now. You, you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Would people call just to say that, or yesterday, just to say that they lost because of daylight savings, because they needed an extra hour, which, by the way, if you really think about it, we did get an extra hour. So without that hour, they lose 28-17, so that extra hour actually helped. But whatever. That was fun. Fun call. Just like that one. Appreciate it. We'll be right back here on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, guys, we got about 15 more minutes to go here. Cowboys Storyline. I uh, got a caller on the line. We're going to go to that uh, right now. Justin in California. Hey, Nick, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Uh, you were on 
you were on uh, Hanging with the Boys and you said to call in. And you said you didn't have any callers. But you have a ton of callers, man. Got a ton of callers. I've been trying now. to call... I've been trying to call for like a week and I can never get in. You're I finally in. did. So, You're in. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, I'm in. Huh? Let's do this. All right. So I, this might be beating a dead horse. It sounds like, sorry, I was trying to call. I don't know what the other callers have said, but um, this Eagles this Eagles loss is, is, is just going to hurt for a very, very long time, man. So we probably play the Eagles again or the Dolphins or somebody who, you know, is, is showing something. And it's the same thing every year. It's, we win, we win the easy games, and, and we just happen to lose the, the hard ones. And I think Cowboys fans just are aren't going to be happy. Like we, if we win next week, we're just gonna we're just gonna be like, well, all right, who cares? It, it doesn't matter, it, you know. And I fall back to the point where I'm looking. We're signing Martavius Bryant, but we don't have somebody to back up Pollard really and, and you know we got another back in there but that that's it and I feel like if Pollard goes down we're really going to be you know down the creek a little bit and I just don't understand why we didn't try to get Leonard Fournette or I didn't even know Melvin Gordon was available like I just don't understand why we don't address the running game when it's so important to us and I'll, I'll hang up and listen yeah. to what you got to say. I, you know what? I'm surprised by that as well, that they didn't, they don't have a little bit more backup depth uh, at the position. I think they feel like they've got two guys that are almost the same in Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis, who's on the practice squad. So, you know, and Davis has played in a couple of games, hadn't gotten any carries, I don't think, or not many. And so, you know, I, I think that they feel like they've got, they've got that standpoint from a, a backup, but, not really a, a veteran guy that they, they wanted to get. And I don't even know who would be out there if, if something were to happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's – that's I, I don't agree with it. I, I'll just say that. I, I thought – I've said it at the trade deadline. It didn't have to be the name everyone was talking about, but I, just somebody, a little bit of depth there if, if, if you were to lose a, a player at running back. And I do, I do feel like they're thin there. They're probably thin uh, – more thin at that position – than any other spot. So uh, I can't give you a good answer because I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and the Eagle loss, you know, it'll stick with you until until the next game. I mean, the, the, or the next time, you you know, you, next time you get a win maybe against a team that you didn't think you were going to beat. Um, you know, I say five in a row. I think they do. I think they will win five in a row. That doesn't mean it stops at five. That doesn't mean I'm scared of them going to Buffalo and beating them. I, I think Buffalo um, – I don't, I don't like using the word overrated, underrated, because everyone's got their own ratings. You know what I mean? I do this. I put together our power ranking thing. I just see all the kind of rankings. I mean, who? what do these people know? You know, if I had to do a ranking, I don't know what these teams are. You know, I, I, I look at certain teams, and I don't think Seattle's that good, but they are. I mean, you know, and then I see them play Baltimore, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're not that good. I mean, like, I don't know who's good. They're all, you know, you can kind of tell with some records and all that, but you know, I, I feel like like Buffalo is supposed to be really good, but every time I watch them play, I'm not you know worried. I, I see the Giants throwing the, into the end zone to try to win the game against them, and the Giants are a mess. But um, but anyways, the Cowboys got to go beat the Giants, and you can say, well, no one cares if they win they until they lose or until they don't play well, and then everyone's going to care. But if they go and they win this game like they've beaten some of the others at home, 37 to 10, whatever, you know, it's just going to be like, oh well, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But anyways, um. I did before the show. I tweeted out. I tweeted out a just give me a random cowboy player 
of of the game of the day. Just just give me a random guy. And uh, you guys have thrown some some random some random players out there. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this call here, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'm just gonna go through these random names. And I'm, the first thing that pops into my head. That's what I'm going to say about this player. So I'm just got to, I've got too many to even look at here. All right, let's go to another caller, Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian. Good morning, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. What's up? Uh, I, I have two quick things, Nick. First, I think in the red zone, we should be five plays, just five. Five plays. That we work to perfection. This sounds like the, the movie Remember the Titans, you know, where he was just like, yeah. I only got five plays. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but from the 10, from the 10 especially, two runs. Two passes, one shot, one short. That can get a three to five yard to clip and end the eleven yards. And then the second thing is, there's the thing that luck, and I think it's more so it should be fortune because luck denotes randomization. That's why we got all lucky at the end of that game. You get all the flags. Fortune favors the prepared. Are we preparing well enough to take the refs out of the game and win these close games against these great opponents? Because right now we seem like a very good team. That's on the precipice of going to that next level, but we haven't hit there yet. And I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a great day. All right. This is not the first call from Sebastian. He's called many times. And uh, but it's the first call I can remember where you had like a speed talker. Like you might be that guy at the end of the commercials, you know, where they're just like, man, I didn't understand half the things that you said. I'm sorry. Luck. I think you said that. They need some luck to be fortunate. Yeah, they, they they were not. I mean, the Cowboys did not get that. I mean, and, and and you have to. You have to get some of that. But when you just think about the fumbles that the Eagles had, I mean, they had three fumbles that that it looked like it was going to go the other way. And, you know, the, the Cowboys, I mean, the Eagles scored every single time after they got the ball there. Um, but... You know, it just it's just one of those things. It just the ball didn't bounce their way, and you could tell in the 49er game back three weeks ago when that fumble that ball just stayed in bounds when Tony Pollard fumbled it. I'm like, how's this ball stay in bounds? But it did, and it led to points for San Francisco. And of course, they they blew them out, so it wasn't like it was just one play. But you can kind of tell sometimes early on uh, in the game of of how things are going to be. And that one certainly wasn't one of them uh, there, but but yeah, I mean a lot of things have to go right, and and you know the ball has to has to bounce their way, and 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 I'll say this: sometimes you forget, you know, when you win a game, you kind of forget the plays that, ooh, that was lucky, you know. I'm glad we got that. I mean, sometimes you do, but you know, not everyone harps on it as much. I mean, I know the game against uh, against the Rams back in you know two weeks ago, where you know they, they, there was a penalty. Early in the game, there was two sacks in the first drive, and like, what's going on here? And then it was like an illegal contact penalty across the middle. Cowboys get a first down, they go that drive, they, they score a touchdown, and then they end up kind of blowing them out. Um, you know, so or plays early in the game that, that you you remember the more if you lose when you win, you kind of like, oh well, that was expected, or about time we got a break, you know, that kind of stuff. All right, so I said earlier that uh, with some random cowboy players of the day. And and there's been there's like 200 responses here. I can't get to all of them. Let's just kind of go down the list. The first one I see is Woody Dantzler. I mean, awesome, greatest play in the history of the NFL, in my opinion, at least from the Cowboys. His kickoff return against the Niners, I believe, in 2002, has everything you want. Has has a has speed, has power, has uh, tightrope in the sideline, has a stiff arm. It, it, it was awesome, it, absolutely great. Patrick Creighton, 
Love Patrick Creighton. I uh, love the fact that my favorite moment from Patrick Creighton, uh, I know you guys have a moment that you don't necessarily like, but my moment for Patrick Creighton was when in Atlanta 2009 where he was basically demoted in two positions, wide receiver and punt returner in the same week. Lost his job in the same week to, to both positions, and he was not happy about it. Uh, but he comes back in that game, scores a touchdown as a receiver and a punt returner because the punt returner they brought in got hurt. Alan Rossum got hurt and ca- – Creighton comes in, scores a touchdown in both those. Says, well, I'll show you. Jack Del Rio, that's right, he played. Uh, I don't have a whole lot on him. Um, Robert Newhouse, Marco Rivera. I do have a story on Jack Del Rio. It's not a good story. I'm not going to name names. We had a guy that worked here one time, and he was supposed to get a story. He was supposed to give us a photo, find a photo of Leroy Jordan. Something happened where Leroy Jordan, we had to get a story on Leroy Jordan. He goes and searches for Leroy Jordan, and he pulls out, and he goes, here it is. It's a good photo. It's in color. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, cool. We run it. It's Jack Del Rio, number 55. It got labeled wrong in the Associated Press, but this guy was like, looks good. Looks looks like, yeah, Leroy Jordan. Where's the eye black? Color, good photo. I'm like, yeah, that's Jack Del Rio. Good job. It's wrong driveway. Good job. Robert Newhouse, one of my favorite players of all time. Absolutely love and respect him. Uh, rest in peace uh, to the house. He was the best. He, w- I knew him after he played, but absolutely love him. One thing I love about Robert Newhouse, and I realize I'm not going to get to 200 names here, but one thing I love about Robert Newhouse, and in his 13th season as a fullback, running down on kickoffs, uh, causing a fumble, making plays. He did that in a game against the Giants one time. Um, but you just got to think about, as a fullback, 13 years into your career, and you're still running down on kickoffs, making plays. Love him. Uh, Marco Rivera, uh, Gary Hogaboom, Terrence Copper, Rocket Ismail. I loved Rocket, especially when he was at Notre Dame. I re- he was one of my favorite players when they got him. Uh, you know, Of course, he scores a touchdown in the first game in 1999. Unbelievable. Keith Davis. Keith Davis. Just... Yes. I mean, yes. Everything about Keith Davis. Uh, I'm not going to say too much. Maybe we might be working on a documentary on Keith Davis, which would be pretty awesome. Phil Posderick. I only know one game. That was the Giants game where they, they got like four first downs in a row, and they were all called back for holding 75. And he just couldn't block Lawrence Taylor. God, the nerve of Phil Posderick, who just couldn't block Lawrence Taylor. What's wrong with him? Anthony Spencer. For about four years, we called him almost Anthony because he just he almost made a lot of plays, and then until it kind of hit, and then he finally did made some huge plays. Ken Norton Jr., probably my favorite play of Super Bowl twenty seven when he stops uh, the running back at the line of scrimmage. There, has his hand right in his face mask, knocks him out. I mean, it, you know, and his, the the announcer says the KO for Ken Norton. That was just one of those plays of like we're better than you, and if you didn't know it in the first quarter and a half, here it is. We're better than you. You're not going to come back. We're going to beat you, and we'll probably beat you again next year as well. Uh, Keith Brooking, uh, Roy Williams, the receiver. One thing about Roy Williams, I'll never forget, is interviewing him in his locker, and he had maple syrup in his in the back. Those people have, you know, in their locker, they have vitamins, keys, phone, wallet, and all that. He had maple syrup. Like he said that the the syrup here for the pancakes wasn't good enough, so he brought his own. Uh, Quincy Carter. That's. There's, we don't have all. We don't have enough time for Quincy Carter stories. Kevin Ogletree, <laughs> same, same. Kevin Ogletree, though, great, great, great moment there in, in New York. And who can forget that game where he had two touchdowns uh, against the Giants on a Wednesday night, the only Wednesday night game the Cowboys have ever played. He saw his brother who was in the hospital earlier that day in New Jersey. 
Uh, he got the chance to see him, said he was going to go and have a have a great game for him. Goes out, has two touchdowns. They win the game. It's hard to get better than that. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham is the reason why, to this day, Stephen Jones calls me Nick at night because in 2000, he told me that we might sign Randall Cunningham. Give him a call. This is Stephen Jones. Give him a call. We might give a story for you. 10 o'clock, I called him. Nothing. Call me back. When? In an hour. So I stayed up. I called him. Four in the morning, he calls me and says, we, we just signed Randall Cunningham. So we put the story up, and we got it up. And to this day, Nick at night um, that for Randall Cunningham, who played one year. Uh, Reggie Collier. Wow, good name. Lincoln Coleman. Troy Hambrick. Tom Rafferty. Pac-Man Jones. I just went right by Troy Hambrick. You know, Troy Hambrick's one of six players in Cowboys history that have an 80-yard run. Six players have had 80-yard run uh, in Cowboys history. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, five players. And Emmett Smith's not one of them. Ezekiel Elliott's not one. Uh, but 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 uh, Troy Hambrick, 80-yard run in the rain in a blowout loss to the Eagles, uh, just ripped off an 80-yard run. So good for him. Tom Rafferty, Pac-Man Jones, Stepford Williams, uh, Bernie Kozar, Jamil Showers, forever. Jamil Showers. Yep, Jamil Showers. I remember one. I remember in 2016 offseason where people were saying, you know, the Showers is a better quarterback than the guy you drafted. This uh, Prescott, Showers is better than him. Yeah, and he was for like a practice or two. Then the games came on and, you know, whatever. Uh, Bill Bates, that, that wins. Scott Case, uh, Paul Palmer, remember, scored their winning touchdown against the uh, Redskins and the only win, 1989. Bo Scarborough, I don't think he ever played for the Cowboys, drafted uh, out of Alabama, played against them for, in Detroit. Robert Levette, oh, Robert Levette, number 29, good returner. Crawford Kerr, Daryl Clack, Paul Palmer again, Newhouse again, Swerving Curvin Richards, Dexter Coakley, Gerald Sensabaugh, Gordon Golden Richards, Lance Lenore, Tom Rafferty, Laurent Robinson, Shante Carver, Peerless Price. I go all day. This is awesome. Eric Bjornsson, Kevin Ogletree, uh, Al Sherman, Singleton, Ike Holt, Kenny the Shark, Gant. Uh, Flozell Adams, Jacob Rogers, Eddie George, Steve Palluer. Let's just end it on Steve Palluer. How about that? Any other calls? Yeah, one more call. Let's do a call. Tim and Grapevine. Nick, man, you're getting the waterworks going. I'm just here. throwing. I'm just... a montage of players. Like, there goes my whole life, man. <laughs> there Basically. you go. Well, I, here, here's one for you. Reggie Swinton. I liked him growing up. And then Love I thought Reggie Alex Tanney was going to be a really oh, good quarterback. Man. So did we. <laughs> I saw his YouTube trick videos. Like, oh, this man, we, we at training camp one year, Tanny, Alex Tanney and a receiver <laughs> named Eric Rogers. We thought that that was going to be the next Marino to Clayton. Like, that that was it. Those guys, yeah, that was the best. Well, 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 the current love affair that I have, I probably shouldn't say that. It's kind of weird. But uh, Rico Dowdle. So here's who he reminds me of. Isaiah Crowell. Runs angry, runs violent. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, they have almost the exact same athletic profile, same height. uh, uh, Dowdle's two tenths of a second faster in the forty and ten yard split. They have the exact same vertical at thirty eight inches. Crowell's uh, a little bit heavier by like eight pounds, ten pounds. But from what I've seen from Dowdle with this offensive line, I, I think that's that's something we should consider doing more to soften up the defense for 
Pollard, because it seems like Pollard, he's really good when we have a crease and he can slash, put his foot in the ground, cut, you know, then he'll really maximize that crease. Well, this year we're not really creating the running lanes like last year, and I think part of that is due to Terrence still his recovery on the right side. And then for some reason, something's going on with, with Biotish. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I thought last year he finally turned the corner. It seems like he kind of regressed a little bit. And, of course, Tyron Smith is kind of getting a little bit older. But what are your thoughts on, on Rico Dowdle? Is this just another fan, yeah. you know, the fan uh, theory or, or hope that, hey, this might solve the run game? I mean, is there anything there? Well, I, uh, you know, I think he's got something there. Thanks for, for the call, Tim. I think he's got something there. I mean, you know, mostly you wouldn't be in the position you are if you don't have, you know, the ability to, to do, you know, do the job. And, and he's a complete back. He catches the ball well. I think he blocks well. He does run pretty pretty aggressively. Uh, I don't know about him running angry. I don't know if he's at that level yet, but but he does run run hard and you know for his size. He's not a big guy, but he's not a small guy. He's just he's just a he looks like a running back. And and I think he can get the job done. But there is something, always something to be said for those backup running backs. They just feel like when you get in the game, they they got a little extra gear, just like Pollard did. And it was like Man, he he needs to play more and more. And then now we're seeing when when they get the lead lead role, it's not the same. Uh, and and you know we've seen that we've seen that happen where the guy comes in and and the one exception I would say to that was probably Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray was the backup to other guys to Barber to to Felix Jones choice, and he was running well. And you know and then when he actually got as a starting job, you know he 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 handled it well and he had you know, broke records. And, you know, but but I do think a lot, there is something to be said for the backup. But it doesn't mean he, they shouldn't be playing a little bit more because less could be more for Tony Pollard. So you might be getting more out of Pollard by giving him less carries, giving them more to Rico. So it might be a two-for-one situation. All right. This was this was fun, guys. I um, appreciate all the all the texts. I, I still have all these these names. I'll, I'm going to throw some out there. We're going to you're going to get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. Thanks to Chris Beam. I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I got BW Webb, Charlie Waters, Todd Lober, Todd Lober, Michael Downs, Dexter Klingscale. That's the best name ever. Dexter Klingscale, Van Tesla Verde, Dexter Coakley, Stephen McGee, Skyler Green, Dwayne Thomas, Garth Jacks. And go all day long. All right. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.